hallelujah this morning because Jesus made a way out of no way. Hallelujah this morning because when our backs were up against the wall and it felt like we were losing, Jesus made a way out of no way. Hallelujah because we serve a God who is no longer on the cross and he's no longer in the tomb. We serve a God who is not a statue. We serve a God who can break the chains of addiction. We serve a God who can set the captive free, who can make the giants fall, and there is nothing impossible with our Jesus. This morning, we shout hallelujah because 2,000 years ago, the enemy thought that he had won the victory when they murdered my Jesus and put him in a tomb. But just like God always does, what the enemy wanted and meant for evil, God turned it around for his own good, right? Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your sting? Hallelujah, this morning, Jesus is alive. Man, have you, have you ever stopped to think about all of the events that happened during Passion Week? I mean, just, just last week, we were talking about that, right, where Jesus enters into Jerusalem on a donkey, and all of the people are, are praising his name. They're saying, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're saying, hey, our Savior is here. The one who's going to free us, he is here. Hosanna in the highest. And then days later, they changed their tune, right? They changed their tune from Hosanna, great are you, Lord, to, hey, guys, let's kill this man. Let, Hosanna in the highest to now let's, let's crucify him. And then they mocked him. And then they spat on him. And then they beat him and whipped him. And then they nailed him to that cross. And scripture says that all of a sudden it became really dark. So dark that you couldn't even see the sun. It says darkness was everywhere. And, and in the midst of that darkness, there's Jesus, and he cries out in a loud voice, and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, I'm sure at that dark time that all of Jesus' friends must have been confused, and they must have been scared. I mean, here, here are these guys who are his best friends, and Man, they're terrified and they run away. I mean, why, why did he just leave us? Why did he just put himself in that situation with absolutely no way out? And in the midst of this darkness, all hope seems lost. And this morning, I want to ask you this question. What's your situation here today? Do you feel like you're in this hopeless situation with no way out? Maybe you feel like you reached the death of your marriage. Or, or maybe you feel like you reached the death of your career. Maybe this morning, I believe that there are some people here who, maybe you feel like you're in your darkest hour. I mean, that job isn't working out the way that you wanted, and 
Maybe your marriage isn't working out the way that you hoped. Maybe your life isn't going the way that you dreamed. And now it feels like you're just in this really dark place in your life. And in the midst of your darkness, maybe you've cried out to God. And maybe you've said things to God like, God, look, you see me having a hard time paying my rent. God, where are you? God, you see all the problems that are going on in my marriage right now. Like, God, where are you? God, you see the troubles that I have with my health and the pain and the difficulty that, that, that I have in my life. God, where are you? God, you see my broken heart. Where are you? God, why did you leave me? Maybe you've said this to God. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And God, where are you in the midst of my pain and my loneliness and my hurt? God, where are you in my dark hour? If you have a Bible, would you turn with me to Luke chapter 24? And I'm going to ask Tim to come forward as we begin to close shortly. I want to read to you the events that follow that Friday night. It's found in Luke 24, verse 1. And if you don't have a Bible, you can look up on the screen. This is what it says. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. In verse 12, it says, Peter got up and he ran to the tomb. And there he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. It was on that Friday when they laid Jesus in that tomb. And it seemed like the forces of evil won over the forces of good. But what Satan meant for evil, God turned around for his good. What God did is God took the worst act in all of history and he turned it into the greatest victory of all time. And so this morning, I want to remind you that a lot can happen in just three days. You see, no, no matter how dark it seems, you might not see it. You might not understand it. You might not feel it. But I want you to know this morning that God has a plan. And if you would just cling to Jesus, you would know that no matter how difficult things might be right now, no matter how dark it may appear to be, the Lord is working and he is moving behind the scenes on your behalf. You may not see it, you may not understand it, but God has a purpose and his purpose is good. This morning, it might feel like a dark Friday 
to you. But a lot can happen in just three days. It it might feel like a lonely time in your life, but I want you to know that a lot can happen in just three days. You may be going through a painful time in your life, but a lot can happen in just three days. You may feel as though you are going through a deep, dark hour in your life, but I want to remind you this morning that when God seems most absent, he might be closest of all. When God looks most powerless, he may be the most powerful of all. And when God looks most dead, that's when he's just getting ready to burst out of that tomb. Never, ever, ever count God out. It might be a dark and painful Friday in your life, but trust and believe that God is working and he is moving on your behalf behind the scenes God has a good plan for you. He's got a great purpose for your life. And I want to say again, death, where is your victory? And grave, where is your sting? Hallelujah, this morning, because our Jesus is alive. I'm going to ask the prayer team, prayer team, would you come forward? And maybe this morning you're here and you've never known this Jesus. And I want to tell you that following Jesus and having him be the Lord of your life is the best decision that you can ever make with your life. I mean, you will find peace in the midst of your storm. You will find strength in your weakness And more than anything else, you will find the forgiveness of sins. So all around this room, just with your eyes closed, everyone's eyes closed right now, and your heads bowed, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and some more worship. And maybe throughout this morning, you felt this tug on your heart, maybe in the music, in the singing, maybe during that dance or even during this talk, I want you to know that that's what the Holy Spirit does when we are open to the truth of who Jesus is. And so today, I want to give you an opportunity to take a step to embrace Jesus as your personal risen Savior and to become a follower of Jesus. And maybe you've asked Jesus to come into your life in the past, and maybe you've lost your way. Maybe during the course of this morning, you've realized that maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you've lost faith. And maybe you're searching for meaning and fulfillment and you're looking in all the wrong places. And maybe you're here today and you just need a fresh new start in your life. And I want you to know that Jesus is here to help you. And if you would just put your trust in him and if you would just put your hope in him and if you would just put your confidence in him and so the way that we're going to do that this morning is through a prayer and this prayer is just a way for us to express to God our need for forgiveness our need for his help 
that expresses our desire to throw all of our dependence on him. And if you pray this prayer sincerely in your heart, the prayer allows you to be part of God's family. I want to remind you today that choosing Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, choosing to be a follower of him is the best thing you can ever do this morning. It's not an easy decision, but it's a decision that will change your life for the better. So with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if that's you today, you can pray this simply in your heart. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for the life that I have lived. Jesus, I need your forgiveness today. I believe that Jesus died for my sins on the cross, and I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now, I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and at this very moment, I accept Jesus Christ as my own personal risen Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way out of no way for me. Thank you for dying for me and giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Folks, would you stand with me this morning? And I want to tell you, this morning, if you have sincerely prayed that prayer for the first time, you are welcome into the family of God. And as Tim leads us in this song, I'm going to ask you to come forward and have one of our prayer team members pray with you. Some of you prayed this prayer as a rededication of your life to Jesus by saying, Jesus, would you forgive me? I rededicate myself to you. And if that was you this morning, then I'm going to ask you to come forward as Tim begins this song and have one of our prayer team members pray for you. Maybe there's something going on in your life where you just need some prayer. Our altar team would love to pray with you. And folks, if you need a healing, we're going to believe a healing for you. Would you make your way to these altars? Tim, would you lead us?